Well, good evening, church. Tonight is Wednesday, February 27th, 2019. And for all, with all due deference and respect to my friend who prayed over the kids tonight, this is not going to be the kind of night where we can just thank God that we made it to Wednesday. What's, what, what are we, man, we just survived. Yeah, the, tonight is going to be an incredible word for you. <laughs> hey, think about this, church. What an exciting time it is to be here at LCM. You know, we have close to a dozen people who are pregnant in this place. Woo! Yes. We have Justin Linton that is now officially engaged to Larissa Ekinato. Man, come on. Got him. We've got mission trips being planned. We've got foundations being made more certain. We've got discipleship happening. Folks, we're getting our ships together. Can you, man, come on yeah, now. Yeah, bro. With such a frenetic pace, with such a plethora of opportunities, tonight's word is going to be an important one for you. I feel like the Lord gave us the right word today. The truth is, is I'm not worried about it being um, uh, overly eloquent for you. I'm not worried about it being overly polished because we're family. Amen. So we're going to talk to you like we're family tonight. We're going to come at you with exactly what the Lord is coming at us with. So you better get ready. The title of tonight's sermon is Forceful Eyes. Come on, turn to your neighbor and just raise an eyebrow. Yeah, look at, turn to the other neighbor and just give him a stern look. (laughs) Come on, let's turn to Genesis chapter 13. We'll start in verse 14. Tonight's word is going to be magnificent. I did that on purpose. But there will be a time when I will do it in not on purpose. Yes. (laughs) The Lord said to Abram after Lot had parted from him, lift up your eyes. Say lift up your eyes, saints. Lift up your eyes. Yeah, y'all live tonight. From where you are and look north and south, east and west, all the land that you see, I will give to you and your offspring forever. I will make your offspring like the dust of the earth. So that if anyone could count the dust, then your offspring could be counted. Go, walk through the length and breadth of the land, for I am giving it to you. When Abram is standing in this point, he's standing at a point of difficulty. I'm sure he might have said something like, I'm glad I made it to Wednesday. (laughs) But what was it that God spoke to him? He said, lift up your eyes from where you are. Saints, tonight's message is an encouragement, an inspiration, maybe even a step forward a little bit to lift up your eyes from exactly where you are. We have to look forward to the inheritance of what God is giving us. You know that your lives are going to impact generations to come based on the obedience that you have. God's promises may be in the distance for you. But our steps of obedience will place them squarely under our feet. Amen, amen. We opened up service tonight out of Psalm 145, talking about one generation proclaiming it to another. We had a prophecy in tongues and then an interpretation that said, look up and look around you, what God has for you so that you take the right land, so that your inheritance is actually what God has promised you. Wasn't that interesting? You know why the Lord has to tell us to lift up our eyes? Because we don't keep our eyes lifted up. They sag down, we look down, and we end up getting our own little world just right around us. We forget how big the promise that God made to us is. We forget that we are going for generations of impact here. That's a good word. Look in Genesis 35 and verse 1 with us. Genesis 
35 in verse 1. On the screen, it's going to be in the NIV, and I'm going to, we're going to read it there, and then I'm also going to read it to you in the complete Jewish Bible. It says this, Then God said to Jacob, Go up to Bethel and settle there. Build an altar there to God, who appeared to you when you were fleeing from your brother Esau. Listen to this in the complete Jewish Bible. God said to Jacob, Get up and go up. Come on. Come on, it is time for the hearts and the lives and the eyes of people in here tonight to get up so you can go up. That's a good word. This idea is that we've got to remind ourselves what God is promising. When you lift up your eyes, it's not just a repositioning of your head, it's a repositioning of your heart. Come on. When you've lifted up your eyes, you know what it demands of you? See, see, I can tell that some of us in here haven't had our eyes lifted up in a while. You know why? Because when you really get your eyes lifted up, it demands a response. Yeah, it does. Anybody ever been fussing at your child and they're looking everywhere but right at you? And you grab them by their little face and you're like, look at me. When we look at him, it demands a response from us. Amen. What is that response? We got to get up and go up. We've got to lift our eyes and then forcefully engage in what God has put before us. Come on, somebody say forceful. Forceful. You've got to forcefully engage in what God has for you. Nothing passive here. You can't just decide you're going to look up and see it and then sit back. That means you haven't lifted up your eyes yet. Sure, you may have refocused the pupils that you have, but you haven't refocused the eyes of your heart yet on what God is saying to you. You've got to have the full force of everything that you are and everything that he's called you to be. When you look up, you go full force into what he's got for you. Amen. Let's go to Genesis 15, verse 5. See, there when you're there. He took him outside. Sometimes God just has to take us outside and teach us a lesson. He took him outside and said, look up at the heavens and count the stars, if indeed you can count them. Then he said to them, so shall your offspring be. Abram believed the Lord and he credited it to him as righteousness. He also said to him, I'm the Lord who brought you up out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land and to take possession of it. You know, saints, we have to begin to lift up our eyes to the heavenly realms. We begin to need to see the witnesses that God has put in place that bear witness of the promises that he's given us. Lifting up our eyes to that heavenly perspective gives you the affirmation that God is with you. Amen. Who in here needs to know that God is with them? Come on. In doing so, it gives us the strength to go, therefore, and take possession of the very things that God has promised us. Come on, are you getting this, church? When you look at the inheritance, you remind yourself of the inheritance that you've been given. When you look to the heavens and the stars, what do you not ever worry about looking up to the sky? Do you ever worry about that there won't be stars there? Sure, there may be cloud cover, but you're not worried about it. Do you, do you fret? At night that the sun won't come up in the morning? No. Have you ever one time in your life went, you know, just not particularly sure that tomorrow is going to happen? No, you've never done it. It's a silly comment because you've never, ever thought that. Have you ever thought that about God's promises to you, though? Ouch. You know why you're supposed to look at the heavens and the stars? Because they're immovable. They're unchangeable. Amen. They are there by the expanse of our great God. What he said, he spoke it to an ex- he spoke it into existence. What is he trying to speak into existence in your life? What has he said to you that just because you're, you're busy at work 
You're having difficulties at home. You've gotten your eyes off. You got to lift up your eyes tonight, church. You got to have hope and security in what he has promised you. If he has said it, just as sure as you can look up and see the stars in the heaven, you are supposed to have confidence that you can take possession of what he said and what he's given you. Turn to Numbers chapter 13 with me. Numbers chapter 13 and verse 30. Come on, church. What do you need to take possession of tonight? What do you promise? What, what promises are just sitting out there in your heart? And the truth is, is that your faith has waned. Your eyes have fallen and you are not getting up and you are not going up to where God is. <laughs> you need to repent. Amen. We all do. Numbers 13 and verse 30. Say there when you're there. Hey, are y'all there with us tonight? It says this, then Caleb silenced the people before Moses. He silenced the people. That's a lot of people to silence. Yeah, it is. Sometimes we can't silence our own kids in, the own car, in our own cars. But he silenced the entire people. You know what it means? It means that Caleb had his eyes lifted up, and he was able to be forceful in what he was doing. Just as sure as he was that the sun was going to rise the next morning, he was sure in what God had promised him. He silenced the people before Moses and said, we should go up and take possession of the land. Because maybe we can probably do it in a few years if he kind of helps us. No. We can certainly do it. Church, what is in your life right now? And instead of saying, we can certainly do it, I know that God will be with me. Your doubt rises every day. And we're just picking on the opening prayer there for the kids. But that concept, I really do want to bring it. I actually appreciate that it, that it was said. Are most of your prayers geared around the fact that, Lord, thank you. Just help me to make it through another day. Are you certain? Are you certain? Have you lifted up your eyes so that you can be certain of what we can do in the Lord? We can do everything he tells us. We lift our eyes to see what he's looking at, to see what he's saying. And then we forcefully advance this. Caleb is not a man who needs the plaudits of the pundits or the applause of the masses. Neither should we be. He has his eyes looking at the inheritance and he knows that it is as sure as the stars in the heavens. Heaven's desires, when you raise your eyes to the heavens and you find out what heaven desires, it must be made manifest on the earth. It must be done by you, in your family, in your home, in your calling that God has given you. You've got to rise up, you've got to lift up your eyes and you've got to forcefully advance to take hold of what the kingdom had. Amen. Caleb is just a kind of forceful man to accomplish what God put before him. What about you today? Come on, Pastor, I want forceful eyes. Come on, we, got, we need some forceful eyes. I need eyes some forceful eyes. Speaking of, let's go to Isaiah chapter 40, verse 26. That's forceful eyes right there, Judah. <laughs> Lift your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brought out the starry host one by one and calls them each by name because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Well, saints, we not only need to lift up our eyes to the inheritance of the land, we not only need to lift up our eyes to the starry host, but we need to lift up our eyes to the creator, the very one who is in control of every bit of creation that we interact with. In doing so, we then look to the one who is controlling our promises. 
And by looking at the stars, by looking at creation and everything in between, we can see that not one thing is missing or out of place. Wow. Amen. How much of God is it or how much of control is God in your life? In every bit. And if he's not letting not one thing in creation go without its right placement, nothing is missing. How much more than will he fulfill the promises that he's made in your life? How much more will he give you the strength, his mighty strength, to fulfill every bit of those promises? Pastor, we have no reason to doubt this God. We cannot doubt him. Let's turn to Micah chapter 2. Such a plain reading of the text will encourage us tonight. We lift our eyes and we we are reminded of our inheritance, so we forcefully go get it. We look up our eyes and are reminded by the starry host that his word will never fail. And we gotta, we gotta go get it. We gotta be forceful in our advancement. Now we're looking at the creator. And let's look what we see here in Micah chapter two and verse 12. It says this, I will surely gather all of you, O Jacob. I will surely bring together the remnant of Israel. I will bring them together like sheep in a pen, like a flock in its pasture. The place will throng with people. One who breaks open the way will go before them. They will break through the gate and go out. Their king will pass through before them, the Lord at their head. Man, when we get our eyes lifted up and we're able to see the creator, we can then forcefully go where he's leading us. Did you catch it in 13? Let's just leave 13 on the screen. The one. Come on now. Everybody say the one. The one. The one who breaks open the way. In case you don't get who that is, it even tells you at the end of the, of, of the verse. It's our great king. It's our great savior. When he breaks open the way, what happens? When he breaks through, we are supposed to be following behind him, and we are able to break through. Amen. Come on, turn to your neighbor and say, I need a breakthrough tonight. I need a breakthrough. Everywhere he puts his foot, that's where we're going to put our foot, because we've got our eyes on our creator. Now, what happens if he's already broken open the way? And your eyes are down and you haven't noticed that the way has been broken before you. Boy, that would be a terrible thing to have the liberation that you are looking for set before you. But because your eyes are down, you're unable to enter in. You're unable to break through what he has for you and take possession of the inheritance that he's got. Man, what a terrible way to be. We've got to be with our eyes lifted up in this place. We've got to be forcefully advancing, forcefully following behind him. We can't just have days where we're just hearing the scripture and not deciding that we must forcefully do something about it. We can't say we have a mezuzah and then not forcefully engage in that every single day. Come on. We can't say that he's spoken to us, that he's prophesied to us, that he's going to move and then act in a way that shows that you think that you actually haven't found the breakthrough yet. Come on. He's the one that goes before you to break through. Come on, church. This is an important word for us tonight. I, This is the right word for us tonight. What areas do you need to break through today? Because that's what he can provide for us. Church, do we have a good shepherd? Yes. Sometimes, though, our hearts are like a cow grazing right in front of an open gate. Our shepherd has gone before us and he's opened up that way. And he's waiting for us to forcefully advance forward in the things that he's trying to lead us into. To quote Pastor Treaster, we're like a cow staring at a new gate. We have our mezuzah. We have the opportunities lying in front of us day after day. And God has broken up the way. He's just asking us to step forward, forcefully advance, lift up your eyes from what you're grazing on right now, and go forward in the direction that your king and shepherd is leading you. Amen. 
Let's go to Psalm 123 and start in verse 1. We're going to get some forceful eyes up in this place tonight. I lift up my eyes to you, to you whose throne is in heaven. As the eyes of slaves look to the hand of their master, as the eyes of a maid look to the hand of her mistress, so our eyes look to the Lord our God till he shows us his mercy. Well, this is speaking of lifting up your eyes to the throne that is in the heavenly realms. A throne is the highest seat of authority in the land. When we lift up our eyes to his throne, we are looking not only at the inheritance that comes from that throne. Not only the land that we're to take possession of. Not only the starry hosts that bear witness of the validity of that, of that throne. But we are looking to the very source of authority itself. Yeah. Do y'all want to be seated next to the throne with the king of kings? Yes. Lift up your eyes. Have force. When you are lifting up your eyes to his throne, you are forcefully to obey the direction that comes from it. Amen. Let me say that again. When you are lifting up your eyes to his throne, you are to then forcefully obey the direction that comes from it. In doing so, you demonstrate with your actions and your heart that he really is your master. Amen. Come on. And when a master says jump, what does a slave do? Jump. How high? That's right, baby, man. You're alone tonight. In doing so with your forceful obedience, you are proclaiming to the heavenly realms that the king of kings is your master. And in doing so, you will receive that mercy that you need in that time of distress and struggle. Amen. Turn with us to Daniel chapter 3. A very, very familiar story, but we want to look at it tonight. Daniel chapter 3 and verse 16. It says this, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abimbola yes, replied right. to the king. Yeah. I'm the dude disguised as a dude. Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. And this sounds like some forceful men. You have the need to defend yourself all the time? Somebody just says the slightest thing against you and you feel that this great injustice has been done against you and you must defend yourself. That's not you being forceful. You've, you've missed what God wants to do in your life. These men didn't need to defend themselves. Why? If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, my God, we can't even take someone getting mad at us at work. This is a blazing furnace on the line. This is their literal lives on the line. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it. And he will rescue us from your hand, O king. You know what that means? That these men have lifted up their eyes and they've seen the very throne room of heaven. They know whose authority that they are wielding in this moment. They are not able to back down. They don't want to back down. They've lifted up their eyes and they're able to be forceful. They declare it to the king of the known world at that time. But even if he does not, I just love this story. There's so many things that you can glean from it. They are standing before the king and saying, our God will save us from you. And even if he doesn't, they know that 
The circumstances that they're in don't change God's sovereignty and him sitting on the throne and the authority in which come they come on. from. Yes. Now, come on now, church. That's easy to say about Shadrach, Meshach, and Abimbola. Do you let your circumstances determine if God is sitting on the throne or not? We're going to lift up our eyes tonight. You can't let the circumstances that you're under. You can't let the number of zeros in your bank account. Or the lack of zeros. I guess which side of the, I don't know what side of the decimal we're on here. Negative zeros, yes. I wish it was just zeros because that'd be more than I have right now. Do you let the health of you and your family determine? Do you, do you let that pull your eyes off of the fact that God is sitting on the throne and he has authority in your life? These young men, even if he does not, we don't care because we've already seen him sitting on his throne. Come we know on. that the authority doesn't matter. Whatever he wants to do with us, he's the authority. Come he on. can do it and he is right to do it. Amen. Even if he does not, we do not. We want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold that you've set up. They were trying these men were able to be forceful. They were able to forcefully stand before this king, the king on the throne of that age, because they had seen the one. They had lifted their eyes to the king of kings who sits on the throne for all ages. They were able to see him, and they stood firm in what they are. Come on, church. we got to lift our eyes and be forceful tonight. Yeah, we do. we got to find some forceful eyes in this place. That we can look up and see the inheritance. That we can lift up our eyes and trust in the starry host. We can look, lift up our eyes and talk to the creator and see what he is doing. We can lift up our eyes and see the throne of the one and the one enthroned upon it. And we can forcefully engage in what we have. Come on, Pastor. That reminds me of Esther standing before the king. She had forceful eyes. She might have had beautiful eyes as well, but she had forceful eyes. (laughs) Best kind of eyes. Her eyes were on the throne of the glory of God, which enabled her to stand before the throne of the glory of men. Amen. She saved an entire nation because she was forcefully obedient to lifting her eyes up to the God of heaven and earth. Amen. Let's go to Acts chapter 3, verse 2. Are we getting your attention tonight? Come on, we're going to keep it rolling. Forceful eyes. Now a man crippled from birth was being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was put every day to beg from those going into the temple courts. When he saw Peter and John about to enter, he asked them for money. Peter looked straight up at him. Straight up. As did John. Then Peter said, look at us. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. Then Peter said, silver or gold, I do not have. But what I have, I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, walk. Taking him by the right hand, he helped him up. And instantly the man's feet and ankles became strong. Peter and John had authority from the throne of God. They They could look at someone and say, David Hall, look at me. Chris, look at me. They were calling attention to what their eyes were lifted up to. Because their eyes were fixated on the throne of heaven. Everyone else could see that same throne within their very eyes. The day that I was born again, I remember not 10 minutes 
after experiencing the transforming power of God, I walked into the bathroom to wipe my eyes of the tears. And when I looked into the mirror, I saw the throne of heaven sitting inside of my eyes. I saw a changed and transformed man that has yet to back down from that same throne that <laughs> resided in my eyes at that point in time. Amen. I can see the fire in his eyes yeah, I just need a white horse to ride on. I'm coming back, baby. <laughs> But that transformational experience was not just for that moment. It was for the eternity that I exist in the presence of God. And by carrying that in my eyes, everywhere that I go, I am opening them wide for others to see what's inside of me. You are to carry that same testimony. In doing so, you'll have the confidence. You'll have the authority to lift up the eyes of others. You'll be able to introduce them to the transformational power of God, the healing power of God. We want other people to experience heaven as they see it in our very eyes. Come on, look at your name and say, we need forceful eyes tonight. We need forceful eyes. Turn with us to Luke 16, 16, Luke chapter 16 and verse 16. Man, what are people seeing in your eyes tonight? Are they seeing worry and concern? Cataracts. <laughs> the cataracts of concern upon your eyes? Carbon Come on cataracts. now. <laughs> Luke 16, 16 is one of the favorite verses of this entire ministry. It says this, The law and the prophets were proclaimed until John. Since that time, the good news of the kingdom of God is being preached, and everyone is forcing his way into it. Come on now. Isn't that what we've been doing tonight? We've just been walking right through the law and the prophets yeah. and the writings tonight. We've been showing you that you need to lift up your eyes so that you could forcefully advance the kingdom. Yes. Look what it says here. Everyone. Come on, church. Say everyone. Everyone. Everyone is forcing his way into it. You know what that means? That means you don't have an option not to develop forceful eyes in this place tonight. That's a good word. You can't decide that there's another way that you're going to finesse your way into this kingdom. That you're going to finesse and incrementally grow into what you're supposed to be. See, that's the problem with people trying to deal with their own sin. You think you can incrementally deal with it. Come on. You can get better and, and just grow. Just, just uh, I'll mature one day and not have that sin. You, you, you gotta, you gotta amputate some things in your life. You gotta be forceful with the sin that's trying to grip hold of you. You gotta be forceful with the children that aren't acting right in your home. You know why? Because the forceful will take hold of the kingdom. Everyone is forcing his way into it. Come on. What about you? Well, I, I just don't like forceful. That's, that's so rough. This is the only way to advance and grow in the kingdom. It's not only just the kingdom being preached, it's that everyone. See, that's what we have a heart as pastors. We want everyone in this room. This is not just for an elite group. No. This is not just for clergy. It's for everyone in this room that is called by God. you got to be forceful to break through the wickedness of the worldly system, the malaise of the masses, the lethargy of the limp-wristed, the candied Christians of today. you got to have something forceful about you, church we got to have forceful eyes. What you have just witnessed is the action of Wade the homiletic blade, Sutherland. This brother has a mastery of English that I do not possess. But look into my eyes. Yes, 
I got the master of all mastery in my eyes, brother. Yeah, you do. Get it. There is a certain phrase that people use to describe our church, and that is usually intense. As you can see from Luke 16, 16, is there any other way to be? No. Not at all. We got to have forceful eyes. Use those forceful eyes and turn yourself to Revelation 1, 14. Say forceful eyes when you're there. I love this church. You can say it forcefully, baby. It's all right. His head and hair were white like wool, as white as snow. And his eyes like blazing fire. That's forceful eyes, saints. Come on, when we stare into the eyes of the King of Kings, there is blazing fire. Eyes eyes that had the fire of God. Because Jesus set the example for you and I. By doing everything he saw the Father doing. When we have that forceful obedience, you know what we receive in our eyes? Blazing fire. Not a campfire, not even a bonfire. Blazing fire from the heavenly realms. When you meet a man or woman that has lifted up their eyes to the king, you know what you see? Forceful eyes. You see forceful eyes with blazing fire. Do you need... Pastor's on fire. I'm sweating up here now. Come on, help me. Do you need the fire of God in your eyes tonight? Do you want to lift up your eyes to Jesus tonight? Yes. Then force your way into the kingdom and let your heart begin now, not at the altar time. Begin now to hunger and thirst for those forceful eyes. Come on now. I'm thinking of other men who had must have had forceful eyes. Think about the two witnesses. We're in Revelation 1. Turn to Revelation 11. Forceful eyes. These men are known as the two witnesses. Now come on, we're a charismatic, full gospel, full of the Holy Spirit kind of church. The reason that we are supposed to be filled with the Holy Spirit is to what? To receive power that we might be witnesses. Come on now. These men had such fire in their eyes. The the world around them rejoiced when they died. (laughs) They were celebrating the defeat of these men. The fact that they had been killed and conquered and defeated. But had they really been defeated? No. Like Sunday's coming on the way. Verse 11, Revelation 11, 11. But after three and a half days, come on now, a breath of life from God entered them. Yeah. Amen. The truth is, is that's what we want to happen, have happen to every single person in this room tonight. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I don't know what your week's been like. I don't know what struggles that you've had. But I know that I need a breath of life from God to come into me tonight. Amen. Oh, I had it happen yesterday, but I want to have it happen again today. Yes. Once you actually have that, we were with a couple in the church last night. Christy and I were. We got ready to say the goodbye prayer. We were standing together, holding hands, being our nice little Christian selves. And we were about to say amen and leave, except for one thing. God fell in the room. Come on, yeah. Woo! He just fell right there and we decided, you know what? We ain't leaving here. We're going to stay right here. As a matter of fact, let's put on some worship. Let's just dance around the room because God's presence is here. His breath of life entered us. We've never been the same. Amen. That was yesterday, though. I'm so glad that that happened yesterday. But see, we weren't all together yesterday. 
I want the same thing to happen here, just like to them. The breath of life from God entered them, and they stood on their feet, and terror struck those who saw them. Why? Because these men must have had some forceful eyes going on in that moment. Can you imagine the fire that was in their eyes at this moment? Then they heard a loud voice from heaven saying, come up here. And they went up to heaven in a cloud while their enemies looked on. When people look into your eyes, church, are they compelled to action? Do they see the fire of God reflecting in your eyes? Are they compelled to look at what you're looking at? You know, they've done studies and experiments out on the streets in big cities. You know what they do? They'll just have somebody come on a corner. And just start looking up. In a busy street, people go by and they go by and they go by and they go by and then someone else goes. And they start looking up. This person is a paid actor. Just stand there and stare at nothing all day. And pretty soon you've got a crowd of people going. (laughs) This is a psychological experiment, friends. What are you looking at? Are your eyes compelling people? Are you so locked in on what God is doing in your life? Are you so locked in on being faithful to what he's called you to be? To be forceful at what he's advancing? Everybody's going, I'll have what he's having. I don't know what he's looking at, but, but yeah. perhaps I should change what I'm doing because that guy has got the fire of God in his eyes. This is what we are supposed to be. Come on, they, they mean the witnesses. We're told the same thing that we're told. And that is get up and go up. Get up and go up, man. What do you do when you begin to feel like death is all around you? You may, you gotta get, get up, up and you gotta go up. In doing so, the resurrection breath of God will enter your body and you will stand up with blazing fire in your eyes. People will take notice. You will be a witness of the resurrection power when they look at your situations and say, I would be dead if that were me in that, in that situation. But when they see the life-giving power of God inside of you, your martyrdom, your dying to self, will bring about resurrection power for everyone who stares into your eyes. That's good. Turn with us to Philippians chapter 3. Philippians 3 and verse 13. I'm going to tell you something shocking right here. Do it. Philippians 3.13, but before we get to that verse, I'm going to tell you something shocking. We're almost done. What? You know what we don't need tonight? We don't need to talk about getting up and going up. Come on, we don't need to talk about lifting up our eyes and being forceful and advancing the kingdom. What we're going to do in just a few minutes. I mean, I'm telling you, we got like two more scriptures. We're going to get up and go up tonight. Come on, brother. We're not going to talk about forceful eyes while our eyes are asleep. We're going to actually develop and let the fire of God fall on the inside of us that we might have forceful eyes and Amen. see what the Lord is doing. Amen. Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold. But one thing I do, forgetting what is behind Amen. and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Come on now, since we have forceful eyes, since we've got fire in our eyes, 
since we can get up and go up and not even death is a problem. Isn't that what those two witnesses taught us? Yeah. Not even death, not even martyrdom can keep you from getting up and going up the way God instructs you to. Come on, what, what are you holding on to? If not even death is supposed to stop us, what are you holding on? Are you holding on to past sin? Are you holding on to what's happened recently? Are you holding on? What are you holding on to instead of looking up, instead of getting up and going up in the Lord? Turn to your neighbor and say, forget about it. Forget about it. We got to strain and press on to lift up our eyes to him so that we can forcefully advance in his purpose. Let's advance to Hebrews chapter 12. We'll start in verse 1. Say forceful eyes when you get there. Yeah, man. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses that had forceful eyes, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses that lifted up their eyes and forcefully obeyed, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Church, how do you begin to acquire forceful eyes? You have to throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. You have to get your heart and your mind right with God. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. God has a destination for each and every human being on planet earth, but more pertinently, those of you sitting in this very room. As you fix your eyes on Jesus, it will enable you to have the strength to run with that perseverance. Verse 2, let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the, what was that, saints? Joy. Who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. The call tonight is to have forceful eyes. So that the result is that your life, when it's said and done, can be seated at next to the throne of the living God. Leaving a legacy for others to follow suit by lifting up their eyes and having forceful obedience. Come on, church. What kind of eyes do you have tonight? It's said of a particular woman in the Bible that she had weak eyes. pretty sure they meant something different, but do we have folks in here who have weak, weak eyes tonight? You've allowed yourself to be distracted in every kind of way. The difficulties of a day. The failures that you've been consistent in. We're going to open up the altars here in just a second. And the call is simple. We want you to lift up your eyes so you can develop these forceful eyes that we've been talking about. Yeah. yeah. There is no other kind of eyes that you're allowed to have. When you can look up your eyes and see the inheritance that God has for you, that it's a much bigger plan than you ever give it credit for in your daily life. When you lift up your eyes and you can testify along with the starry host that God is faithful. When you lift up your eyes and you see the creator of all and that he is speaking to you. When you lift up your eyes and you see the authority of the one seated upon the throne that the angels, that the 24 elders, that all the living creatures fall down and worship to. When we open up this altar, 
as you are bowing your knee, it's the same thing as you lifting up your eyes. But see, that's not all you do. You don't just lift up your eyes. You got to get up and go up and have forceful eyes. When you get up from the altar, you know what you're supposed to do? You're supposed to be a forceful man advancing the kingdom. You're supposed to be a forceful woman advancing the kingdom, advancing the call. It's time for us to get up and go up. Get up. Mighty God, we come before you right now. Whatever we've been under this week, it's enough of that. It's time for us to get up and go up in your presence. No more weak eyes in this place, Lord. Forceful eyes for everyone here. Let the fire of your presence breathe upon us, mighty God. Breathe upon us with your spirit tonight. Flow in this place, mighty one. Let your spirit overwhelm us. Let boldness inhabit your people tonight the forcefulness of the kingdom into us tonight. No more excuses. No more weakness before you, Lord. We lift our eyes and we act with forcefulness now.